I'm Catherine Budig. And I'm Kate Fagan. And this is Free Cookies, a humorous podcast filled with thoughtful conversations and offering delicious takeaways. Before we get to the show today, I have to get this off my chest. Okay. Because I need to know if more people are experiencing the pain of what I'm about to describe, which is how your Apple Music... <laughs> plays every single time you're in your car and it launches whether you want it to or not, whether you're listening to a podcast or not. And the song that we happen to have at the beginning of our playlist that many people may also have if they're fans of the show Hamilton is Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr, obviously, because it's A, and then another A is the first song on our playlist and every single time we get in the car and we don't want Apple Music to launch, Aaron Burr launches. And now I'm looking at Catherine. I'm almost like stalling right now because I think you're clearly trying to play Aaron Burr right now on my... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Turn it off. 1776. Ready? Yes, you got, we got to turn it off. We don't have license to that. New York City. Pardon me, are you Aaron Burr? Yeah, it's sir? amazing. Which, by the way, Hamilton's one of our favorite music. Wait, but does this music? Oh, our have... favorite musics, our favorite musicals. But it is. It's left a bad taste in my mouth. A. A. Ron needs to go away. A. Ron. A. A. Ron. A. A. Ron. All right. So let us know if that happens to you. If whatever your first song is plays every time you get in the freaking car. Right. It, it, we're not even turning on our iTunes. It just magically appears. We're trying to do a text message. 1776. Damn you, Lin-Manuel Miranda. 1776. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so speaking of is that happen on our phone, I have been experiencing hormonal issues, everybody. And <laughs> Wait, I thought you said issues on your phone. Well, I'm getting to that. Okay. So I have been experiencing some hormone issues. I feel that my estrogen might be very high. My breasts are large. They are always large because my mama gave them to me. <laughs> and my mama's maiden name is Van Blooms. Van Blooms. Van Bloom. Wow. And, and she used to get called Van Boobs. You see what's happening here? There was a better play to be made on the blooming, I think. And Van Boobs. I mean, this is like, this is what happened to her when she was growing up old school. So anyway, boobs, right? But they're bigger than they need to be. And they're actually kind of like a little painful and out of control. And I was doing yoga oh. today and they're like, roll over to your side, which meant I had to roll over one of my boobs. And I was like, mother... Anyway, so I'm trying to do something about this massive boob situation, and I'm hoping that the big boobed humans are, you know, nodding in approval right now. So there's this app that I have on my phone, and it's called My Flow, F-L-O, and it's actually a really amazing app that you can monitor your menstrual cycle and all these little things that you can type in, being like, my flow was like this today, and I had these symptoms, and I ate roots to supplement it, whatever. So... I typed in my issues and it told me what, <laughs> what my... What did you type in exactly? Massive titties. <laughs> and, and so it came back with a food fix because it'll often tell you, oh, you have high estrogen or blah, blah, blah. So you need to eat more starchy vegetables or whatever. So its recommendation for me was, quote, this. Eat avocado and pumpkin seeds, both rich in testosterone and boosting zinc. As a bonus, have your man eat some celery, which will help him be super attractive and release more pheromones. I mean, what the fuck? 
are we to assume that anyone who has a menstrual cycle is just all about the dick? Like, it's just highly... You're really excited that we're freed from Disney, aren't you? I, I, yes. <laughs> I realize I, I just... I, all about the eggplant, people. All about the eggplant. Which, I mean, I just... I, I, I honestly... You actually said that you were going to send them a note. I am. I was actually going to screenshot that. Well, actually, I am going to screenshot it and find someone who works for this company and tell them that there's the least inclusive information and I need to know if my woman eats a lot of celery, if, if I'm the still going to want to bounce like a bow bow at the end of the day and when my boobs get smaller. <laughs> I love when you get all social issue righteous. Y'all, my us. boobs are swinging everywhere. I'm so worked up. <laughs> <laughs> We're back from the World Cup. I'm glad that we could just share our irritations with <laughs> our listeners. Please feel free to share. Now yours. we're going to talk about the positive things in life. Yes. So we just got back from the World Cup, and we were charged. Well, we charged each other while in Russia for the World Cup to write down things that we noticed. Not necessarily about the World Cup, not necessarily about Russia, but maybe just about the traveling experience or something that was happening on this journey that we thought would be cool to bring back and discuss on the podcast. So. That's what we will get to in a minute. That's going to be the main segment. But first. But first. You want to describe this or should I? Well, which, uh, w- what part are we going to describe? The part about the future. Oh, okay. Do you want to retake that or do you want to just plow right through? No, let's plow right through because I thought we were going to talk about something else, but I'll just put my Jurassic Park book down. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Where were you in the, plan- the in, during the planning session? I had Jurassic Park wiggled into my notes in between... Massive boobies and the future. <laughs> we will get to Jurassic Park. Okay. But before we left for Russia, yes. we were in a car. Rite Aid. Yes. In 2018. Yes. We were in a car in 2018 and we stopped at a Rite Aid in order to pick up a few things that you needed for the trip. Yes. While there, we saw Lip Smackers, which I think... A lot of listeners might remember as a nostalgic item. Flavored lip balm yes. that came in flavors like, like Dr. Dr. Pepper. Pepsi. Do- <laughs> Dr. Pepsi? That is not a soda. You clearly were not a soda consumer. Mountain Dew. There you go. Sprite. Were those better? You clearly were not consuming the cola lip smacker variations. I just misspoke, and I'm sorry that that happened. That's I'm okay. sorry to our listeners as well. You will be forgiven. So it was this nostalgic item, and when we got back in the car... I asked Catherine, because I was in this mindset of, oh my goodness, what if you transported me back to 1995? Right. When I was 14 and I had a bunch of lip smackers in my pocket. Opening your stalker when they get the like eight pack of lip smackers. And this is not a discussion about lip smackers. This is a discussion about if you took 14-year-old me or anyone from 1995 and placed them in 2018, what are the things that would... Surprise, surprise them, disappoint them, make them feel weird. Like what about the world would just... And we came up with like the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I think our topics that we asked each other was what's surprising slash weird. Yep. Uh, what is disappointing. Yep. And then what's amazing. Yes. Do you want to start? I'll start. Okay, you go for it. Do we want to start with something weird, positive, or disappointing? I want to start with something weird. I want to ease people weird. into it. Okay, this might be obvious, but I'm just going to go with it. I think that if you drop me into 2018 from, what are we coming from, 1993? Yeah, 1995 1776. Um, Pardon me, are you Aaron Burr, sir? Who the hell is that? Uh, I think what would be the weirdest uh, 
words. I can't event. even help you. Okay. Event, event happening thing. It's, it's words are not happening right now. I think the weirdest thing for me would be the oversharing that's happening on social media. It just is so freaking bizarre to me that in order for people to validate the feelings that they're having, that they somehow need to post a photo of them shedding a tear to prove that they're sad or a picture of them jumping up and down to prove that they're happy or like an eight paragraph essay on a picture sharing platform about the emotions that they're having to prove that it's okay to have emotions. So do you think because you've lived through every moment of the evolution to 2018 that now when you consume social media, there's something that you've been acclimated to. Whereas if you were taken from 1995 and put down to 2018, it might look to you like some sort of really cold, distant platform. It'd be like the handmaid's tale to me. If I was a kid, that would be like, but less horrible, you guys, but yeah, like not quite like that at all. Okay. Totally (laughs) take that back. But yeah, I I think obviously for someone who's younger than us, we're both 36 supposed to be the fruit, um, that it's no big deal. I mean, they've been born into this culture where you do share and that everyone knows your business. And and now we have things like Finstagram where there's actual fake Instagram account, which is actually the real Instagram account. Oh, the, the Finsta is the, a kid's Finsta is where they act realer than they do on their Insta. See what I mean? I mean, now it's keep- not even enough to have one social media platform. You have to have like your fake one, your real one, your business one, and one for your dog, which yes, I caved in about a year ago. I gave Ashi Budig an Instagram and it brings me so much joy. But I, I just, I don't know. It's mind blowing. It makes me wonder if we are actually losing our constitution with being able to define what true emotion is anymore. And damn girl. Well, I mean, not to get too like esoteric about it, but that is very weird to me. Okay. So weird for me. And I'm actually borrowing this from my mom. A little backstory is that my mom was on our trip to Russia and the world cup. And we asked her this same question at some point during our trip. And she mentioned one thing that would surprise her. And it's this thing that I also think would be very weird if you took me from 1995 and put me in 2018. And that is, and it might just be the places I live and the places I go, but I think it's more widespread, how accepted gay people are now. <laughs> like, she seriously said this, and I have to agree with her that if you took her out of 1995, put her in 2018, where now all of a sudden, like, pride parades are the coolest thing that happen in a city every given year, and that there's almost like this leaning into the rainbow flag. And, and I know that there are pockets of the country where this is not the case. Which, Clearly. by the way, what, what was the comedy show that we just watched on HBO the other well, day? Well, the, the one that people told us to watch, What's Nanette. Her, w- Nanette, With yes. H- Hannah Gatsby. Her, her little bit about the pride flag is one of the funnier bits I've yeah, heard in a very long time. People need to go and watch that. FY, FYI. But I do think that back in, and it wasn't even quite them, but it was like Will and Grace, and there was like... Yeah, Ellen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even Ellen, Ellen was like come out? 90, maybe she came out in like 90s. I'm, I'm a bad gay right now, like 98-ish I remember so? the cover. Yep. Yes. I'm gay. Yep, I'm gay. But still, there was very few gay characters and the gay characters that... It was still funny characters on TV, not actual people that you interacted in real life. Yeah, it wasn't it real life. Like. Yeah. And it, it wasn't as And if, it was okay because they were really funny on TV. Now you're interrupting me a lot and I'm just trying to share my I'm ideas. just trying to throw some potpourri at you. Yes. So that's what I think would be weird. 
I think it would be weird all of a sudden if like everyone was mentioning, oh, like my 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 partner, my wife, my gay friend. I think we'd all be like, well, you saying those things out loud? The world is so gay. That's a very good Megan Rapino thing to do. Thanks. Okay, give me your. What would you be most disappointed about? Disappointed. Okay, I have two. Okay, but they'll be quick. I think I would be very disappointed in ebooks like Kindles and and uh, what's the other one? Nook. The Nook. Just because I. Well, if anyone who's ever followed us on social media, you'll see that we have a massive library. And we love collecting books and we read a lot of books and it's easy for both of us to look at our bookcase and look at a book and have a distinct time period and memory associated with each book that brings up these beautiful collections of memories for us. And while I am very impressed with the technology and the convenience, like I love that you can travel with five books on your nook when you're You can travel with thousands of books on your nook. Or thousands. Clearly, I am not a spokesperson for nook. But... I just, I love the smell of a book. I love buying a book. What's it smell like? It, it, it smells like good ideas. <laughs> mm. Is oh, that what Jurassic Park smells like? The book you just smelled? <laughs> Jurassic Park smells of T-Rex dung. I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> it smells like carnivore. Uh, and then the other thing that would disappoint me is actually that dogs don't live longer now. I kind of thought by now that we would have figured out a way to majorly expand the lifespan of a dog and cats, but primarily dogs. I just, I really can't wrap my brain around that one. And we did Google because when Ashi came into my life, we had a little deal, me and Ashi. And the deal was that she could live with me if she lived to be 20. And she was like, give me a paw. What do you mean that you had a deal? We had a deal. We had a little chat and I was like, look, if you want to cross the threshold of my household, these are the rules of this house. Rule number one, you live to be to 20. And she was like, mm, check so I thought that that was a good place until you Googled what's the longest living dog. And it was a 30-year-old well, you But dog. you already made your pact with Ashi. Like, if well, you had done your research ahead of time. I mean, Ashi and I both had a moment where we looked at each other and we were like, shit, we need to up the game. So she's now... Oh, wait, so, so now, you, now you've bumped it up to 30? That's how long Ashi has to live? Or maybe a happy medium. Maybe 25 is really more of a shining star to reach for. Let's twice. all reach for shining stars together. Can I share my most... That's a very good one. Thanks. I'm, I'm going to share my most disappointing now, whether you want to hear it or not. Oh, I want to hear it. I'm tremendously... Wow, I sound like Donald Trump. I am disappointed in cars. I am shocked that they still just go 70 miles an hour. Well, they actually go faster. Well, they can, but you can't really drive them faster. The point is... You don't have if a you, place to drive them faster than that. Well, yeah, but the, hey, they really don't go faster than 120, 130, which is the same they went in 1995. Cars are just basically the same, aside from maybe some new LCD screens, which is a different piece of technology, which is where really all of the momentum for evolution that would shock me has come from. Heat seaters. What about heat seaters? That's amazing. Yeah, I, I don't think that if you could tell me I can get somewhere faster versus have my butt warm in the winter, oh my God, I'm going to choose it. the most luxurious thing ever. The point is, is planes and cars have made no dramatic improvements in the 20 plus years since I was a teenager in the 90s. They don't go any faster. They don't get anywhere any sooner than they used to. Both planes 
and cars are a massive disappointment. You're just upset because there's no hovercraft yet. There should be some sort of improvement to get us places quicker. Yeah. I mean, trains don't get us anywhere any quicker. Like, travel is essentially the same. Isn't there some new plane that's being created right now that's going to get people from New York to I London in three hours? I told you about that. I'm not saying that I and came they up said, with this myself. I'm just bringing it up. Again. And they said 20 plus I years. I just got pointed at you guys. You, it, they said 20 years until they can do that. It Really, it's just theoretical mm. that this plane will be able to fly at 95,000 feet altitude where you'll be able to see the curvature of the earth and you'll be able to get from London to New York in two hours because it will travel the speed of sound. But it is just, that is just a, a gleam in some young engineer's eye. And I'm just the simple folk who like my hot buns. Um, amazing. The most amazing thing? Yeah, I feel like mine is just so so obvious and simple. It's like that's where all the technology advancement has come from. But hopefully yours is mind-blowing. You know what I kind of think is really, really amazing? Instacart. Instacart's pretty great. Instacart is amazing. If you know what I'm talking about, it's an app on your phone where you can grocery shop on this app put everything into your little online cart, and then some human goes and does all the shopping for you, and they'll even text message you and be like, oh, they don't have organic blueberries. Do you want conventional? And you can have this conversation, and then one or two hours later, voila, you have groceries. Yeah, I think all of the main, and Insta, Instacart is awesome. All of the major, like, oh my God, advancements have come from whatever whatever exists inside our phone. right? Yeah, like yeah. whatever advancements have come technologically. Like mine is simply the fact that Every single place I went to over the last month, I could stream the World Cup where I was on my phone. Like, I felt like I was a commercial where when I was in San Diego last week for work and it was the semifinals and I was driving to a bar to watch the game, but the game started, I streamed it while walking into the bar. And then once I could see it on the TV, I turned off my phone streaming. And I just think if... 15-year-old me saw that I could do something like that. 15-year-old me would be blown away. No. Speaking of the World Cup. The World Cup. Should we World Cup it up? Let's World Cup. I have fully conquered you in terms of getting you to buy into lists. Don't you think? I believe that we talked about this already, and it's called compromise and being in a relationship. But it's more than that, because when we were prepping for today's show, not only did you want to make a list for this middle section, but you also wanted to categorize the first segment into weird, disappointing, and amazing. You yourself, your own brain, wanted to categorize. That does not mean anything. (laughs) It doesn't mean what I think it means. Uh, no, I'm not becoming like you. My but, brain is still free, free falling all the time. All right. So t- you, what are we doing here then? We're not talking about a list. You actually, just before we started recording, asked me what my three things were about Russia. And I looked at you like WTF. I didn't think we were making a list for this. So I would just like to point that out, that this is very freestyle. What's about to happen? All right. You wanna, then do you want to provide whatever context you can provide? Yeah. For- the context is we just came back from St. Petersburg. We attended one of the matches at the World Cup. We attended Argentina versus Nigeria. And we spent about a week in Russia, which was very interesting. I and- feel like your face just took on a Russian's face. You were like, 
Did, did my jaw just get really stoic? Or? Yes, you just your face went very neutral. Oh. They said that in Russia, they'll know you're a tourist if you smile. Yes. <laughs> and I think, who was it? Was it Diana Tarazi told? No, who told us? Oh, it was Sue Bird sent us a message and said, don't laugh too much. They'll think you're crazy and arrest you. <laughs> we were like, okay, boy. <laughs> so we just went around just like giggling hysterically everywhere. And quietly to just ourselves. walking by the And not holding hands ever. <laughs> um, Being super straight. So, I mean, we just kind of... While we were there, we noted that we wanted to jot down just little takeaways that we acquired from this experience, whether it was with the World Cup or with Russia. And so we went through our notes in general, and we wanted to share a little bit about what it was like to attend the World Cup in St. Petersburg, Russia, for the 2000 year of 18 of our Lord. (laughs) (laughs) You want to jump in? Well, you know, one of the number one takeaways I have in Russia is that you should never order French fries. That was the collection of the worst freaking French fries I've ever eaten in my entire life. And I've got to also say that I had delicious, delicious food while we were there. I was very impressed with the food scene. But what the hell? Like, how do you mess up a French fry? A French fry to me, my go-to meal when I'm stressed out and I don't know where I am and I think I might not get out of a situation... (laughs) is order a salad, order the french fries, and a glass of red wine. Do you know what I do when I'm stressed out and I'm somewhere I don't want to be and I don't want to, and I think I'm not getting out of the situation? You panic. I call the police. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to know that you order french fries. See, I fries. feel like if I have a glass of wine and some french fries and maybe a couple greens, I will be more equipped to handle the situation. Where did we get french fries? Remind me of our french fry eating. Oh, no. You know, we did have one good order of french fries, and it was in a total tourist karaoke trap kind of place on our first night yeah, when we just got off the plane. Kind. We were exhausted. And everything, you know, was one of those menus that had 20 pages and you were like, oh, dear Lord. Um, and it was a steakhouse, too, and we don't really eat meat. So we were just like, oh, God. And that ended up being one of the best meals we had of the entire trip. Yes. That, where, 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 were their, where were their sorry French fries? I have already forgotten them because I, I, they do, were so I do not keep that in my Rolodex. Let's actually stick on the food portion of traveling. Are we talking about the dumplings? No, 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 no. Mm. This is one of mine. Okay. This, and it actually is a little bit to do with the World Cup and that when we were at the Argentina-Nigeria match, the concession stands within each stadium were run by FIFA and it's completely filled with products from their direct partners and they're partnered with... Budweiser. Yeah, I think it's Pepsi. It might be Coke. That's bad marketing on their part. That Dr. I didn't, Pepsi. That I didn't come away <laughs> with a clear understanding of whether it was Coke or Pepsi. So there was limited items that you could buy. And one of the items was a hot dog. And we don't, I mean, hot dogs are amazing. I haven't had one in a while. And when we were at the game, some people came up and they all had hot dogs. And I was disgusted to find that there was ketchup on these hot dogs, which jump-started a conversation about how strongly I feel about how disgusting it is to put ketchup on a hot dog. That the only people who are eating hot dogs- Do you think it's disgusting to put ketchup on a burger? I don't, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be my preferred but is it disgusting? condiment. It's not as disgusting as a hot dog. Can you describe to me why it's okay to put ketchup on a burger, but it's disgusting to put it on the dog of hotness? I think it's something about the way the ketchup makes the hot dog bun soggy. And because the hot dog How much dog ketchup is, are you putting on your hot dog? Well, I'm not putting any because it's disgusting. <laughs> but... The ketchup slides off the hot dog 
And so more of it hits the bun and it makes it all soggy and gross. But more than that, it is the choices that you could have made for what could have gone on your hot dog, which clearly could have been mustard and relish. Are you saying that mustard has a different consistency than ketchup? No, I'm saying I'm not as grossed out when it makes something soggy. When ketchup makes something soggy, it's disgusting. Do you think you had a bad experience when you were young? I had a bad experience. (laughs) No, I just, I think liking ketchup on a hot dog is the same as just defaulting to like chocolate chip cookie as your favorite cookie. It's, 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 it's. It's a lack of ingenuity. It's a lack of creativity. Right, because oatmeal raisin is really just a brainstorm of the most genius little ketchup-loving hot dog eater ever. Well, I'm just saying that that was an interesting conversation that we had, and I noticed I, I needed to bring home this pearl of wisdom, which is all you people out there putting ketchup on your hot dog, do better. Okay, what, what, what about you? What about you? Okay, the other takeaway is that lattes... Hey, do you in- like ketchup on your hot dog? She's Talking asking her producer, producer right now. Producer Lindsay producer is Lindsay. Not And she happy. thankfully shook her head disgustedly okay, and said, absolutely I, not. I am going to represent Team Ketchup. But not, I would never just put ketchup on anything. It would have to be ketchup and mustard and relish. And I would do some onions. I would go like Chicago dog style. Put a freaking pickle spear on that shit. But um, maybe not. So lattes in Russia... Wait, do we have anything that's not food on here, by the yes, way? Yes, I'm getting there. Okay. But seriously, lattes... The, I, I, okay, so do we, are, we, are we just being too bougie now? No, we're not being bougie. Well, I don't know, maybe, but whatever, that's us. So I think of Russia like, Russia, and they roll their R's, so that was appropriate. And in the same way that if you go to Italy and you have a coffee, it's going to be like punch you in the face strong. And right. so I figured, because of Russian culture, that their coffee would be... That they would be, do lattes well? Their coffee would be just like their humans. Rawr. So, no, but the thing is, like, even in the lattes that we had, it, it, it was like a half a shot yeah. that was put into our lattes where you'd be like, where's the espresso? Right. And soy milk, the only non-dairy replacement that they had, <laughs> there was freaking soy milk. I we mean, are is this bougie. 1993, people? Come on. Get yourself some alternative milks, please. And we capped a lot of attitude when we were trying to find something that was not soy, let well, me tell you. Mostly because we were asking in English. Well. <laughs> that was part of it. Isn't that real? Anyway, okay. So the other thing, aggressive crosswalk signs. Ooh. This was really weird. So, you know, in cities, how you've got the little lit up cross light that says walk and it says don't walk. And so the don't walk, no joke, you have literally put one foot into the street because it's just turned green. And the second your foot hits the street, it starts going dun 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 I mean, you haven't even gotten your second foot into the street and you're already like shit, 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 shit. And then you feel like you have to sprint to the other side of the street because it only gives you like eight and a half seconds to get from one side to the other side. Plus the little green guy started to go faster. His little legs went faster. He was the faster the warning sign (laughs) went. And you never know you're in Russia. So I don't know what the ramifications are if I don't cross the street in time. I mean, I don't know. I assume that people will wait for me and I assume I won't be arrested, but throughout human history, the ramifications of, of, of scofflawing in Russia have been intense. Scofflawing. Yeah. I love the word scofflaw. I've never heard you say that. Speaking of scofflaws, bartering, which is a form of scofflawing because you're trying to pay less than it's worth. While we were there, as I mentioned, my mom was there. And my mom, although she will spend exorbitantly on experiences, becomes oh my God, the conditioner. very thrifty <laughs> when it's things. And especially when she's buying things as gifts for 
are her grandkids who may or may never may not ever use this thing she wants to buy. Regardless, when you go to Russia, you buy Russian nesting dolls. Of course. Russians have realized that when other countries go to Russia, they buy Russian nesting dolls of any variety. There was a Russian nesting doll of anything you wanted from Winnie the Pooh, the traditional minions nesting doll of Russian Famous women, soccer players to all the things Catherine's naming Santa Claus right now. Disney princesses. Yes. And which you didn't buy me, by the way, Batman and Batman. So Batman. So when we got to Russia, now I realize how long of a story I've drawn out no, here. No, 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 no. When we got to Russia, we asked our Airbnb host whether we should barter. I mean, I don't, I don't want to barter, but I, my mom just wanted to know the local customs so that when we went to all these little like corner store structures that we do the proper thing. So we didn't try bartering at all until we were crossing underneath the street because in Russia it's so cold and people don't want to wait at stoplights. A lot, they've, they've, they've like built in crossings underneath the street and there'll be little shops down there. So we're walking by and all of a sudden, at the time we're thinking, this is the only Batman rushing nesting doll we'll ever see. <laughs> Meanwhile, there was one on every corner, They're but this everywhere. is the first corner that we saw one. So we're like, oh my God, Henry loves Batman. We got to get this Russian nesting doll. So my mom got it and she took it to the woman and <laughs> she wanted to barter. So it cost, I think it cost 1,200 rubles, the Batman Russian nesting dolls, which is like the equivalent of like, $10. Was that 10 bucks? Yeah, yeah. 10 bucks. Uh, but my mom, she just said, in English, of course, will you take a thousand? <laughs> and the woman said, no, it's 1200. And my mom said, did she just say that's not the price? Yes, that's not the price. <laughs> and my mom said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we bought the Batman Russian nesting doll. And that was the end of any attempt to barter, which was fascinating in retrospect because when we left this somewhat awkward situation, because I think bartering is very awkward. So awkward. Because we come from a culture where we don't barter for anything what? except the most important things in our life, which I think is a trick of capitalism. Like, Houses, so, cars. Cars. Like, oh, you're supposed to barter for your Sweet barter. Sweet the pot. Throw, throw in a good deal. Yeah. yeah. You're supposed to talk them down on price in a car. You're supposed to talk them down on price in a house. Like, I've never done this. And yet your mom bartered this. over like $2, $1.50. I think she just wanted the experience <laughs> of bartering. But I was kind of, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, how fucked up is it in our society that we're not taught to barter? We have no experience in bartering. And yet when you go to buy a house, you're supposed to know how to barter. I think it's just capitalism's way of just extracting every last dollar from our unsuspecting wow. populace. That's quite the takeaway. But I love capitalism. From Russian nesting dolls. I'm, I'm into communism now that we've been to Russia. I heard they dabbled in it. You're into communism now? I'm joking, though. I love capitalism. And edit. Do you uh, have any more to throw in? Yeah, I do. So I think my, my, my favorite takeaway from the entire trip, and I, I ran this by Kate earlier, and she kind of rolled her eyes at me, and she's like... Everyone who listens to sports already knows this, but whatever. So <laughs> I love that you included that. <laughs> I think it's important because you, I think you might feel bad by the end of this conversation. Um, so we were at the Argentina. I love you so much. I love you so much, too. I'm and sorry in advance for what I did. <laughs> <laughs> we were at the Argentina 
Nigeria game. And it was pretty cool because we got to see Lionel Messi play. For people who know soccer, you know who I'm talking about. If you don't, it's like one of the best players alive. And he's very short, which is awesome. And we got to see him score a goal. And he did his whole, like, slide to his knees. And it was super dramatic. And point at the skies. Yeah, you know. And, and it was just, I, I have attended so many basketball and football games and you name it. So many sports. I grew up on a university campus. So that's something that was just part of my upbringing. And I have not experienced a tenth of the passion that I felt being in that crowd during that game. Granted, it was Argentina, and I would say nine-tenths of that stadium was draped in pale blue and white. And, I and mean, the section we were in was 100%. We 100% Argentina, and then you had these cute little pockets of like Nigerian fans yeah. with the green. But it was just... You know, I'm, I've cried. I've totally cried at games before. I grew up a Jayhawk. I'm from Lawrence, Kansas. I was told that the Jayhawk delivered me. I have been at... But, he, was, but he didn't. Don't, don't burst my, okay. my But bubble. I just wanted to double check. I have that artwork in okay. our house right now. Don't make me go home and burn it and cry over it. That feels communist somehow. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I know what it feels like. I mean, 1991, it was the Duke versus Kansas final game in the final four. KU lost. I am sobbing. I am sobbing. And you love that because my picture was the cover of the Lawrence Journal World the next day. And you had a little Jayhawk tattoo I, on your cheek. I and it just validated. had a lot of Jayhawk propaganda all over me. It just validated your sporting heart. But the thing was, so it, it was this combination of just, and it, it, Google like Argentinian fans when they get excited, they throw their entire body into it. And to the point where Kate and I were trying to replicate this gesture that they do with their arms where it's kind of like their arms are up, their pinkies are forward, their wrists are kind of slack actually. And they start like shaking their fingers and their forms at the players, like sending them good juju. But you would see some people do it kind of like old Italian grandma style, like, hey. And then you'd see people be like, ah! like entire body. And if you have big boobs like mine, they're jiggling everywhere is kind of what just happened when I tried to do that. Um, <laughs> Carry that issues. thread throughout the whole episode. Don't worry, I'm going to buy celery. Um, so that it made me kind of teary to just see that level of passion. And also the World Cup, I, I don't think I fully understood how much it represents the essence and pride of an entire country. And it's no longer just about a sport. It's like, these are our people. And like, these are, the, it, it, it's just this, this really beautiful embodiment. And obviously it would have been amazing for America to be part of the World Cup. And they were sorely missed in that because we had to pick a team, which... I cheered for Germany and <laughs> and you were like the curse of every team. Yeah, and then I and then I picked Brazil and then I picked Argentina and I was just like, I'm gonna stop. Um, then you picked London and you cursed them, and then you were rooting for Croatia in the final. And so we knew who would win. Yeah, well, thanks about that. But uh, my biggest takeaway, and for those of you who've been listening religiously to this podcast, I think you probably heard how I was so confused that Kate doesn't really like sports that much which, ah, oh, the irony. But it's confusing to me because we do not sit around and watch sports. It, only if it's, you know, the, one of the final playoffs or something of whatever it is will we pay attention. So for her to get this 
Twitter pated over the World Cup was very confusing to me. And like you heard earlier, I mean, she literally had her phone in her hand streaming if we couldn't be next to a TV where we'd be having a beach day and she'd be on her towel watching the World Cup. And truth be told, there were a few moments where I started to get a little irritated with her because I was just like, I could feel it. What can you freaking put this phone down? No. Like, you don't even, who are these teams? Name one player on this team. Why I do you have to watch this right now? Whatever. So after doing this, I think it was just such a special experience for me because not only was my takeaway the understanding of Kate's love for it, and I mean, it's a combination of she covered the U.S. team in South Africa at the last, not last World Cup, but the World Cup before that, and it was a combination of experience and the bonding that happened. And so it's like the passion of the people, the representation of the country. And then I just felt really bonded with you over it too, because I love sports, but I'm in the same vein as you. Like I haven't had a team that I'm really, really passionate about in a long time. And our big takeaway from this experience was that we want to find a club team and follow a club team. And, and it just reminds me how these little things, like these lighthearted free-spirited activities, and I know not every sports fan is going to agree with that statement, but that people can choose. It's such a beautiful bond that they can have. I remember together. I looked over at you during the Argentina-Nigeria game after Argentina scored their second goal, and the folks around us, just their reactions were just such Look pure you joy. you think someone just had a baby. Yes, and I do believe you had tears in your eyes. Yeah, it, it was unbelievable. And I remember thinking in that moment, because it's, it's like you, you're traveling to Russia and of course you're jet lagged and like travel is always more complicated than, and not just logistically, but emotionally than you think it's going to be. And I was like, okay, maybe she gets it. Maybe she gets why I love this particular vein of sports so much. And I'm sorry, because it's true that earlier today when we were walking the dogs, you were like, one of the things I want to talk about is like, how energetic every team is and the emotion they bring to it. And I, and I was like, she poo pooed it so fast. Baby, I was like, that's, that's such a cliche thing about the world cup that like, Oh my God, the enthusiasm of the Brazilians. It's like I was a hot dog and she stepped on it and ketchup went everywhere. It was mustard and relish that came. That's what would come out of my heart. Oh my God. That's so terrible. (laughs) But I'm sorry that I reacted that way. I should have trusted and known that you would have, delivered it in a way that made it unique to you and to our experience as opposed to just a reflection of like a common thought. Apology accepted. I have one more though. Okay. Okay. But should we end on that note or should I throw one more in? I don't know. Y'all, it was crazy that they let us just drive boats around in Europe. I seriously was blown away. You have to let them know that we're now in Amsterdam. Yes. No, but I mean, St. Petersburg also, because remember how shocked I was that they would let, they would have let us just like take champagne onto the boat. Cause so St. Petersburg is built on canals, same as Amsterdam. And we stopped in Amsterdam on our way back. So both cities are built in canals. When we got to Amsterdam, they straight up just let us walk up to this little port on one of the canals. There were a bunch of boats there. We paid them like, 40 bucks, they turned on the boat, and they were like, you can just drive it. And, you, and I was like, and we can drink alcohol? And they were like, yeah, technically the driver can't, but just like be careful. Well, and they gave us these maps. I was a little nervous because they had one-way canals, and you would be on canals that would go one way, and then when you would reach a cross canal 
all of a sudden it wouldn't. So you had to have this little map to make sure. I mean, they had like the nautical signs, but they also yeah. had a little key on this map that had the nautical signs. Before you get to that, because okay. I know now that you're going <laughs> to get to that, and I am almost regretting having brought up oh, the not. canals and the boats. Can we just pause for a second and talk about how in America, if one, a boat company wanted to allow anyone off the street to pay 50 bucks and just drive the boat around, they would have to have so many licenses and so much paperwork and it would, it would drive the price up so high. Like if you want to just rent a boat in New York city and drive it around the East river, it would cost you like upwards of a thousand dollars an hour. I have two rebukes to that. Rebukes? Rebukes. I, you, what did or you I have say? a rebuttal. You, okay. You, so you have a reboot to that? Do you want to reboot it? Re- well, I'm not going to reboot it. Like, like Jurassic recharge Park? Recharge a... Like reboot, like reboot, like remake it. I have a response. Oh, okay, go for it. So one, keep in mind that these boats don't go faster than eight or fast ten enough. miles per hour. Fast enough for me to blow the wind and lose my map. Oh, way to bury the lead. Oh, I didn't bury the lead. What does bury the lead mean? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> you told me once. What does bury the lead mean, though? Bury the lead is when you. You get to the, the point too fast, and it's not interesting anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sorry. I wanted to steal your thunder so you didn't make fun of me too hard, but go for it. <sighs> Shit, what was I going to say? <laughs> okay, so these boats don't go fast, and they don't really Oh, I'm sorry. Should we do a three, two, one? No, I still don't remember even after three, two, one. Do you want to talk about how I lost all the maps? Yes. Okay, you guys. So Kate's driving the boat. Which really, it's a lever that goes from zero to 10. And then you have your little paddle at the back, which I know probably has a nautical name to steer the boat. Rudder. Oh, rudder. Oh, well done. Thank you. Well done, chap. Well done, chap. So I took a video, which I will definitely post on our Free Cookies Podcast Instagram story tomorrow. At Free Cookies Podcast. At Free Cookies Podcast. And it's me praising Kate that this is a very Jurassic Park worthy endeavor that she's driving a boat and so very proud she's doing a good job we haven't crashed into anything and if people don't get that reference they're gonna have to listen. you're gonna have to go back because Jurassic Park should totally make sense because we will not let this joke ever die and so we finally get to a canal where I look ahead and she wants to keep going into it I'm like mm, I don't think the boat's gonna fit and you're like no 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 I mean how Jurassic Park would it be of me if I was dismayed by... Well, it would have really sucked if there was a T-Rex at the other end with his mouth wide open. There would be larger concerns than whether or not our boat was fitting in this little canal. But, like, I cannot be deterred. I then was, like, the captain of my own ship, literally. And I wanted to prove to you that I could do tricky things in tricky situations. Which is good, because it did get tricky, because it definitely did not fit. The boat did not fit. And next (laughs) thing you know, we're, like, trapped in this little enclave of sorts. So we have to reverse this boat where I'm, like, pushing my feet against these stone walls. And it took us a solid five minutes to get out of this predicament. And we got out, and we were alive, and the boat seemed to be unharmed. And Kate has, you know, we're back in the open canal and Kate has the map in her hand with all the really important things like don't go here and don't do that. And she's in mid utterance of saying like, you see, like we can get through any hard, and then the map just goes flying out of her hands into the canal. And we are a solid hour away from where we started at this point. And Kate's like, don't worry. And this was actually Jurassic Park of you. She had noted things on her phone map 
which her 1993 self would have been very impressed. No, no, no. I had noted things on the hotel's walking map. Oh, right. Which give it five minutes later when Kate is trying to take a picture of me with her sneakers in the frame. And that map (laughs) goes blowing into the canal because she's busy trying to get this picture. And I got completely written out of the next Jurassic Park. Yeah, the, the second map really rich you out, rich you out, rich you out. You, you, you gone, you gone. I'm, get, I'm getting, I'm getting hungry. Let's, I'm losing words. Let's go to the, let, let, let's close this up. Unseen. So before we wrap up today's show, I just, I do have to applaud Kate because she did have a Jurassic Park worthy moment the other day. Uh, can we give the, can we give, can, can we give the, the quick, what we mean by that, or should we just really oh, right for those people? of you? If this is your first episode with us, what are we talking about? I'm obsessed with Jurassic Park. Catch up, and we had I a conversation. Like and Kate likes mustard <laughs> <laughs> and trash cookies, and you I like said, chocolate chips, and that's really ketchup. all you need to know you about us. Ketchup. I said mustard. No, you said ketchup. If you're not, if you haven't watched the show, catch up. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh that's but, but, but C-A-T-C-H. Okay. That's why I said that. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. So for real though. <laughs> God. So Kate did something that was very Jurassic Park worthy. And we joke about this because our joke is. Um, Actually, since we did that podcast, our joke, my, my joke has been basically if I do something not courageous or lame. I'll go, I'm not going to go to Jurassic Park now, am I? In real life, this is how I'm responding to things now. Yes, it's true. It happens about eight times a day. Because, you know, our whole thing is, like, with your partner or your best friend, would you want them to be on Team Jurassic Park with you or not? That's where it started, stemmed from. So the other day, uh, we had just woken up. We were going downstairs. Kate was in the bathroom, and I noted that a rather large palmetto bug, a.k.a. flying cockroach, was dying or already dead on the floor. And when Kate came out and I videoed this, um, I told her, you have to dispose of this cockroach. You have to find out if it's still alive. If it's still alive, you have to put him outside. And if he's gone, you can flush him down the toilet. And I executed the task. Yeah, and she did it in a very high-pitched, dainty... I did go, ah! I don't want to do this. So, check. that That's point. Going to Jurassic Park. Yep. You did it. Yep. Um, minus... We were at the beach the other day, and if you've ever been at the beach, sometimes there are these little kind of lulls that happen in the sand before you actually reach the water, so you get these little, like, tidal pools almost. And when I say tidal pool, we're talking, like, two inches of water, maybe three inches of water that mm-hmm. you can walk through, and it feels good on your hot feet. And we're about to step into this water to go to the ocean, and Kate's like, what's that? And I look into the water, and they're all these little, they're, they're basically, like, tadpoles. They're, like... The kind of tiny little red and white fish, but not red and white. Yeah, but those think are about prettier. how angry they'd be if they're stuck in that little tiny pool. I, I don't think that's why you weren't willing to walk through said pool of in water. Fairness, because you were worried about their emotions. In <laughs> fairness, the sun and the water made the tadpoles look bigger. Like the, the reflection of their bodies off of the top of the water. Monstrous. Yeah, they looked... The size of a toenail, you guys. No, they were they looked much bigger than that. It was like the Meg. But I do want to present Kate with a little surprise that I ordered for her. What is it? What The big surprise is that I ordered an inflatable T-Rex costume and I surprised her when she came downstairs and I had it on the other day and that's going to happen a lot from now on. Okay. But I did order you this. Tell the listeners what oh! it is. It's a Jurassic World survival guide. 
with prehistoric <laughs> profiles, tracking tech, and the secret history of Jurassic World. Let me randomly open up this. So I figure now Ooh. that Kate will read this, she's oh, going to be okay. Practical advice. Oh, good. Do's and don'ts. Do avoid swimming anywhere near... Tiny fish I near the ocean. Isla Nublar. <laughs> Is that how you say the island? Isla Nublar. Yeah, I didn't say it right. <laughs> Don't shoot your tranquilizer dart at the Masasaurus. So Kate's going to read You'll up on this and she's going to report mad. back. She's going to be ready for Jurassic Park. But until then, that is a wrap. And Kate, what show is this? This Velociraptor Blue. She has no idea of her long-term memory. It you, could you be, guys. I, I could be a stranger to her. So, okay. This is called Free Cookies. And you can email us at freecookiespodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us at freecookiespodcast on Instagram. Yep. And the show is produced by the awesome Lindsay Collins. That is true. Lindsay Collins is sitting with us right here. Her podcast is called F&B Radio. And... We have not recorded live in a while. Because we were in Russia. Because we were in Russia. So we have a lot of people to thank. So I'm going to rattle this off really quick. These are for all the beautiful humans who have taken the time to rate the show and write beautiful comments. So... Barrett46, Adam from Texas, Mom with Littles, Amy Rose 72 Team Mobley24, Kat Schultz02, Pet... Betsy Poos, Melissa Ingle, Girl on Fires One, Katie Lizroy, Tyler Dave Line, Rose 752522, Avalo, Jenny CHS, Runner Jen 03, Den Stanton, KDDFERG, I Shay B, and I Day Wrong. Thank you. I'll read more of this later. I'll come back to this later. Kate is Thanks, go- everyone. going to indulge in her Jurassic Park survival guide. Please don't. Um, how do you say goodbye in Russian? Spasibo. Nope, no, no, no. I got it. I got it. I got it. I don't know. Paka. Ooh, paka. Paka. Paka.